Welcome to the Brick and Market Podcast powered by Invita Social, the nation's leading multifamily marketing agency. This weekly podcast will give the lowdown on leasing up in the multifamily industry. I'm your host, Gracie Toledo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of the Brick and Market podcast powered by Invita Social. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest who is basically the cornerstone of everything we do here at Invita. She's the co-owner of Invita Social, an Arizona State University alumni, and a total multifamily marketing maven. She's been in the industry for about 15 years and is here to walk us through social in the multifamily space, how it's changed between then and now, why and how it works, and go through the newest trends and rollouts. Welcome to the podcast, Candy Gway. Thank you, Gracie. I'm so excited to be here. This is a really fun opportunity for us to talk about everything that's happening in social and give you a little bit of my two cents on what I'm thinking is going on. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the space? Sure, I'd love to. So my business partner Lana and I started in multifamily marketing 15 years ago but prior to that both of our families actually were in the multifamily industry so we grew up uh, you know renting apartments leasing knowing exactly where to uh, focus on so that's kind of where everything began and Vita started because we'd actually began a lifestyle magazine when we were in college and um, you know, it was super fun at that time. We actually mm-hmm. learned a lot about social and advertising and all of that um, during that experience. But at that time, no one was actually using social media for any type of business. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it obviously was Facebook and MySpace and all that good stuff. <laughs> MySpace. Um, MySpace. <laughs> I miss MySpace so much. That was my jam. I the OG. It. Oh, man. To do your top eight. That oh, gosh. Was the best. We actually began in Vita by using uh, Facebook to actually integrate into what we were doing as far as our clients go and and figuring out how to use advertising in that realm at that time. And that was kind of pre anything that was being used as far as multifamily goes for uh, internet marketing. I know you guys started a little while back. So back in that time, what did the marketing efforts look like when you did join the space? Man, it was a lot of um, ILSs. Um, There Mm -hmm. was definitely no internet as far as social media goes for multifamily. Mm -hmm. And it honestly was not focused on a lifestyle. So it wasn't focused on a property brand. It wasn't focused on a property voice or anything of that nature. It was more, here's a one bedroom and uh, here's the price and please come in and see us at least today kind of thing. So we, we really tried to change the environment mm-hmm. as far as creating a, a new type of marketing effort and to target the person uh, that really would want to live there. You know, it's a lot different now and you know, our, a lot of our clients as well as a lot of the partners we work with um, in the multifamily industry use their websites now as their hub. So using their website and creating the marketing efforts around that, which obviously includes social, mm-hmm. digital ads, ILSs, blogs, um, just basically anything you can do to push traffic there, influencers and so forth. Um, is now the new hub and that's where the good part about it is you can really track those goals which is a lot different than when we once were you know putting it out in a newspaper or something like that Mm -hmm. so things have really amped up as far as being able to dump the money in where it works so I'm sure there are some skeptics out there when it comes to using social for property leasing purposes 
feel like some people just probably think that running an Instagram page is just a to-do list put on the back burner, but I kind of want to get your take on how social media can work to lease up a property. So social media works to lease a property when you're actually using it within your own property's ecosystem, which means all of the marketing efforts combined are driving traffic. So through social, our team uses an ecosystem. In that ecosystem, we're figuring out your target of your buildings or you know who that, who that might be that might walk in the door to lease. After that, we're doing the strategy, the creative behind that, which means you know what type of posts are we creating? Are we using influencers? What mm-hmm. type of ads, reels, and so forth? The execution of this is crucial. That's timing and engagement to make sure uh, you know on a daily basis, those are hitting the right people and being engaged with those on, on all of your platforms. Then after that, and obviously this is part of this, this strategy section of what we do you're you're focusing on your goal and what is that goal is it mm-hmm. to get you know somebody to click through to the website is it them watching a video is it them actually putting in their information on the site and that's very trackable now so using high-end reporting and assets that we have to actually physically track if your social media is working obviously you know this Gracie is consistency is the key mm-hmm. and throughout and that's how it actually works to lease a property is being consistent with it And you always want to be backed by those numbers. Very important. So we know the social space is ever-changing, especially now with the push of Reels and TikTok. Short-form video is everything nowadays. So what trends have you seen on social that could be utilized in the multifamily space? Reels and obviously TikTok are big right now. Um, We get a lot of questions about TikTok and how to use it for leasing. We've had a lot of success on our team using it with influencers Mm -hmm. and building a campaign around TikTok. You know, back to those Reels again, turning those into quality content. And you can utilize those in stories, for ads and so forth. So yep. reels have really become a huge part of our content strategy and also, you know, 56% more likes than photos. Like you can't deny that. And Truly. that's across the board, you know, that's mm-hmm. across the country as far as it doesn't matter if your property is in A, B or C, it's across, it's across the country and across the board. Definitely want to hop on that Reels train then. So knowing all of these different social components that are in the space right now, what's one thing that our audience should be doing right now to lease up using these social (laughs) rollouts? Honestly, the one thing that you should be doing to lease your properties right this second is remaining on brand and keeping those brand standards alive, which means capturing content that you can bank you know, have a lot of uh, spots for your team to pull from, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, a professional company managing your social or it's your leasing team doing it. They need to have the ability to pull content because if not, you know, the content gets stale or you stop posting because nobody wants to do it anymore and so <laughs> forth. And using that content, you know, making sure that the, the engagement's being maintained, making sure that people are actually, you know, responding and so forth. So keep going. It's, it's tough, but you do have to maintain those brand standards and make sure you're actually actually um, engaging. This is all such great insight. You know, like you said, a social presence is such a huge factor in a property's ability to get in front of those new audiences to ultimately lease up their property. So before we go, I have a fun little rapid fire Q&A for you all about social and trends, obviously. Oh, man. You're going to love it. So are you ready? (laughs) All right, go, go. So what is your least favorite social trend? Gracie, that's a tough one. But honestly, it would probably be, um, you know, content inconsistencies so people posting about things that are irrelevant uh, to their (laughs) brand man even to themselves like their personal posts are 
<laughs> yep. You know, a little rough sometimes. How many hours a day do you think you spend scrolling and what is your <laughs> platform guilty pleasure of choice? I probably am on social at least scrolling at probably an hour a day or more just mm-hmm. because I really like to see what's going on and the trends and get ideas and make sure we're on top of our, our game, be innovative with our content. So I'm going to claim that my um, obsession is more business um my guilty pleasure platform for sure tiktok oh I mean, yeah come on i'm on there probably 45 minutes of that time oh my <laughs> gosh i'm obsessed with the how fast um everything is and you know what's interesting is how they've changed how you know you can you used to be able to post a 60 second video and now we're we're going to 10 minutes which is oh wild gosh. be lucky if you can keep my attention for 10 minutes <laughs> on a tiktok i got about a minute in me for exactly sure. who is your favorite person to follow on social so this could be an influencer it could be your grandma on Facebook <laughs> who are you following oh, these days yeah and I like Tinks my girl Tinks on <gasps> I love TikTok. her new podcast she's awesome I just relate to her really well because I have some bad dating stories and uh, <laughs> you know who doesn't like wine so truly me and my girl Tinks for sure so TikTok or Instagram reels and I feel like you already answered this a little bit why is one better over the other Yeah, I think that it would definitely be, um, it's a targeting strategy, right? So neither are better or worse than the other. And obviously platforms are different and each platform has a different uh, viewer on it, right? So you just have to make sure, although, you know, placing content throughout and saving time and money is effective in some brands, Mm -hmm. uh, you really have to be aware of who's going to be watching those. And if it's not your same demographic on both platforms, you should be changing it up. So not one better than the other, just, um, you know, you need to be aware of where it's going. And last but not least, leave us with your best overall social media marketing tip for anybody in the industry. (laughs) Be aware of what you're posting, whether it's business or personal. (laughs) because it does stay out there forever because you know we're all screenshotting and sending to our friends and family to to talk about what you posted and and make a giggle. So just make sure you're aware of that your posts are out there forever and it doesn't matter if you delete because I got it saved on my photos. Oh gosh, that's that's a little unnerving to think about but such a good tip. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Candy, for being our very first guest on our very first episode of the Brick and Market podcast. It was great having you. Thank you. I love being here. We will be back next Thursday with a brand new episode, diving a little bit more into one big social trend nowadays and one of my personal favorites, influencer marketing with one of our own influencers here at Invita. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Brick and Market podcast powered by Invita Social, the nation's leading multifamily marketing agency. New episodes drop every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern. You can find the Brick and Market podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Tune in next week for more on how to turn your leads into leases.